It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, July 14th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. In a year with many concerns over salmon abundance in Alaska, the sockeye run at Readout Lake near Sitka could be record-breaking. Subsistence managers on July 7th doubled the traditional harvest limit in order to stem the tide of the massive return, which, if unchecked, could far exceed the carrying capacity of the lake. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. There have been reports of other sockeye runs around the state doing well this season, but Readout Lake is a different animal. The lake is fertilized every year by the U.S. Forest Service to support the wild run of sockeye. It's like fertilizing a garden and feeding the microorganisms that juvenile sockeye eat. That likely makes it an outlier compared to other runs, but no less of a mystery. Rob Cross manages subsistence on the Tongass National Forest. You know, it's possible that it's an anomaly because of that enhancement. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I, I don't have an easy explanation for it. Readout Lake is about a 15-mile skiff ride south of Sitka. Surrounded by towering mountains, it resembles an ocean fjord, which it may have been at one time. Its surface is only nine feet above sea level. Much of the lake is below sea level and is actually salt water capped by a lens of freshwater. Given its size, Readout Lake's sockeye run was not particularly strong, so in the mid-80s, the Forest Service stepped in. And that was because of concerns of low nutrient levels and that they were potentially, those low levels were potentially restricting juvenile sockeye salmon productivity. Managers now aim to have between seven and 25,000 fish return to the lake, primarily in July. This year, the first dozen reds came through the weir on June 15th, and they have not stopped. As of July 9th, 30,000 fish had entered the lake, already 5,000 fish more than ideal. At this rate, there's a possibility that escapement could hit an unprecedented high of 100,000. And that, although it sounds counterintuitive, Cross says is not a good thing. In this system, like many other systems, we see a point of diminishing returns. So um, past large run sizes, generally around 50,000 or more fish have, have often resulted in a reduced return of the offspring of that spawning generation. And, um, and that's just due to carrying capacity factors within the system, like available spawning habitat or food availability for offspring. Sockeye swim up the falls in summertime past the subsistence dip nets and the sport flies and the resident brown bears constantly patrolling the weir and into the nine-mile-long lake. Spawning happens later in the fall, however, and that's where the bottleneck occurs. Most of these sockeye are crowding into the inlet stream at the eastern end of the lake, digging out reds, or small depressions in the gravel, where females deposit eggs. We get something called red superimposition, where essentially fish are kind of fighting for spawning gravel. That, plus reduced food availability for the juvenile fish after they hatch, Cross says, are why excessively large parent runs produce small runs of offspring. Effective July 7th, the Forest Service raised the household and individual limit to 50 fish per day at readout with no annual limit. In more typical years, the limit is 25 per day with an annual limit of 100. On July 9th, the Department of Fish and Game opened readout bay to commercial seining for four days, all in an effort to catch more fish now at readout lake so that more can be caught in the future. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey.
And for anyone heading down to fish at Readout this month, the Forest Service is doing a recapture study. If you happen to catch a sockeye with an clipped adipose fin, the little fin between the dorsal fin and the tail, please give the Sitka Ranger District a call and let them know at 907-747-6671. The Alaska Division of Air Quality issued its first smoke alert of the year for southeast Alaska yesterday morning at 9 a.m. The region will be impacted by smoke from wildfires ranging just over the Canadian border. As of last Friday, traces of smoke became visible across Alaska. But the winds have shifted and the fires have gotten worse. The division expects this will push a lot more smoke into the state over the course of the week. The smoke alert shows the air quality level for the entire panhandle, from Skagway to Ketchikan, dropped from good to moderate. It could even fall to unhealthy before the weekend. That means the concentration of smoke could affect public health. Sensitive groups, like children, the elderly, and people with heart or lung diseases, could experience health consequences from the smoky air. The state says people belonging to any of those groups should reduce prolonged or heavy exercise outdoors. The most recent weather observations show large amounts of smoke being carried into Alaska on southeasterly winds from British Columbia. Conditions in Canada support more wildfires and smoke for at least the next week. The division will issue its next report Saturday morning if the air does not improve. Wrangell Island's public library has been a staple of the community for more than a century. And after the retirement of the previous longtime librarian, it's got a new director, Sarah Scambler. As KSTK's Sage Smiley reports, Scambler is already very familiar with the importance of the community venue. Sarah Scambler has been working as Wrangell's assistant librarian since 2015, but her history at the Irene Engel Public Library goes back much further. My mom actually worked at this library when I was a child. She worked the night I was born, so I spent some time in this library growing up, and it's just always been a safe spot for me, and I think it's a a really great asset for our community, and I'm, I'm proud to have been able to work here and to now take the home, so to speak. Scambler was raised in Wrangell and moved away for college, where she majored in Hispanic studies and lived in Mexico for a year. After moving with her young family back to Wrangell in the 2010s, Scambler says she feels lucky to have got the timing right to take over as assistant librarian. Wrangell's public library hasn't been a place with much turnover in its long history. There have been only three directors since 1951, and Scambler says that adds pressure now that she's been hired as head librarian. This place has been run very, very well over the past, you know, hundred years. We've had a library in Wrangell, and it's had a huge amount of support from the community. I think that's probably the most daunting thing is just making sure to continue the high level of service that we provide for the community. Scambler says she believes deeply in the mission of libraries. It's important for people to have free access to information. Our main mission at the library is to make sure that people have access to whatever information they need or want at any given time. And if we don't have that, then to provide it to them in some other way. If the library can't get people access to the information they want or need, she says there are other ways to help, like requesting books from other libraries or connecting people with outside resources to answer questions. Although Scambler has been working at and helping run the library for nearly eight years, she'll now oversee the department's book collection, budget, and be the final arbiter of programs as well. 
She says she's not too worried. Previous librarian Margaret Valarma always made program development and library operations a collaborative process. We already have some really awesome established programs, like like the summer reading program and our story time. And I think one of the reasons those are so well established is because they've been they followed a very similar format over lots and lots of years, so people in the community can count on them. But she does have ideas for new programs. Scambler says that while there are well-established programs for toddlers and school-age kids, she really wants to develop programming that can reach high school kids and adults, even if the activities happen once a year or are focused around holidays when people are home. That could include craft nights, a book club, video game nights, or even a summer reading program for adults. Every time we run the summer reading program, we get comments from adults like, wow, I wish we had something like this for adults. And I'm like, well, why not? Why don't we do that? I think that'd be really cool. Scambler says she's also keeping new tech in mind when thinking of how to grow and guide the library through the coming years. One of the main challenges that libraries are facing today is um, making sure that we are staying current in the technology that we provide to the community. And I really want to make sure that we are staying on top of that so people can come here and experience that when maybe they can't have access to those things at home. Some things that I'm going to keep an eye on are virtual reality, AI for sure. Artificial intelligence is huge right now. It's really uh, kind of exciting to see how that's going to play out in our everyday lives. Maybe 3D printing. I mean, we, have a, we do have a space constraint in this area. Uh, in our building, but I think that there's lots of cool stuff that we we can make sure that we're providing for the community. And as Wrangell's new head librarian, Scambler says she hopes community members will ask for what they need from the library. This facility belongs to to Wrangell. It belongs to the people here, and if there's anything that people want to see happen here, I'd love to hear about it. Scambler says she loves being able to work in a place that's open to everyone and there to help. I really appreciate being able to work in a place like this where our main function is to help people and to be there for people and to provide anything really anything that they need in terms of information we will pretty much do whatever we can to help somebody when they come in with whatever they need so that's an honor to be able to do that And beyond anything else, Scambler says she hopes to help others enjoy Wrangell's library for years to come. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a quick look at the weather for Sitka for today, Friday, July 14th, 2023. Today, partly sunny with a high near 64. North wind around 5 miles per hour, becoming west in the afternoon. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 56. West wind around 5 miles per hour, becoming calm in the evening. You're tuned into your community radio station, Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Good morning. (laughs) 